three, two, one. Let's go. All right. Do you have a passion for writing about important issues and current events? If so, now is your chance to shine. The Journal of the Student National Medical Association is looking for submissions for our upcoming winter edition. Woo, it's getting breezy out here. The theme of this edition is global health concerns, a focus on communities in need. Please feel free to submit all articles, poems, etc. pertaining to the topic of global health issues and concerns. The call for submissions is open from September 22nd to December 21st. For more information on submission and other opportunities, check out the weekly SNMA newsletter. Now, let's get to the shout out, out, out. Welcome to SNMA Presents The Lounge. Whether you're in the student lounge, doctor's lounge, or lounging around at home, get ready to join SNMA for meaningful conversations on topics affecting minorities in medicine and groups that often sit at the margins of healthcare. I am student Dr. Erica Dingle. What's up, what's up? And since October is HBCU homecoming season, Let's discuss what our favorite thing about homecoming is in non-pandemic times. So I think mine is and will always be uh, the camaraderie and feeling like homecoming is a family reunion. Um, And I get that even now that I'm not going to homecoming um, because of stupid COVID. But yeah, like just staying in touch with friends, but that that's like the biggest thing, camaraderie. Yeah, I mean, I think that no matter what they cancel when it comes to homecoming we're gonna find a way to have a good old time and that's all period (laughs) because um we like i was i and some friends for like my school we were like trying to go Mm. to howard's homecoming but you know they canceled the public events but we're still basically like going to make a dc trip anyway maybe like the week weekend afterwards or so because we're not about to like (laughs) not have like a good time because of you know like we're vaccinated we did our part we were you know good citizens of society who followed the rules and we're gonna have our mask when needed so it's like why like give like basically cancel the opportunity to have a good time because one aspect isn't how you thought it was going to be so yeah we won't have the official events but like we can still go down and like still Mm -hmm. enjoy the city and like try and have a good time so we're still partaking in it um and i i think that you know basically my best or my favorite thing about homecoming season during this time is just the fact that like we still like appreciate what homecoming means to us and and like we're using the memories that we have from past homecoming experiences to basically give us energy to like see the like how worthwhile it is to be in community with other people especially other black people and yeah just like basically like appreciating the memories that we had from that period of time and hoping that in the future we'll have more opportunities to continue to celebrate homecoming 
oh sorry and i'm student right. and i'm student dr isabella sorry y'all i forgot to you know that's, that's one of my fact. favorite topics yep. homecoming <laughs> <laughs> yeah perpetrating though so don't you you, you self-inflicting injury to people know your business uh, i say ah. But anyway, uh, I'm I'm student Dr. Aldwin, and since October is HBCU Homecoming Month, I would say like one of my favorite parts is everybody representing, like everybody putting on for they for they whole HBCU. Like you look going IG, everybody's lit. Like oh, I'm from Morehouse, or I'm from you know uh, North Carolina A and T, or I'm from Hampton. Whatever the case may be, it's just like everybody got love for their specific school. But at, at the end of the day. They also got love for the totality of black excellence mm-hmm. and all the greatness that's there. And I love seeing like everybody's energy just being promoted and everybody just getting connected to that purpose that we here for a reason. And these HBCUs is, is solidifying mm-hmm. our futures. You've seen all these athletes going to these HBCUs now, you know what I'm saying, right. from high school and doing great things. You see people that Hold initially on. was thinking, oh, I'm going to Harvard. <laughs> I'm going to get my engineering degree. Well, how about you pull up to Hampton? Yeah. Or how about you, you know what I'm saying? Or how about yeah. you pull up to Spelman and, you know, get your, your your pre-med joint or you get psychology, whatever the case may be. People are seeing the value in being around people that look like us, right. cherish us, and have the similar experiences and backgrounds that we do. You feel me? So I think it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, unfortunately, homecoming is not going to be as lit this year, but I'm always optimistic. Next year, there's always going to be a next year. And you you, yes. you best be sure when I'm in residency, I'm yes. taking them days off. I don't care. Oh, I'll, I'll walk out. Right. I'll walk out. them. Even if y'all don't give me them days, okay. I'm making them days a priority for homecoming. It's home, whatever it's, it's y'all. It's homecoming season in our heads, so we, we're we're gonna treat it like homecoming season, and that's that on that. Whatever the pandemonium <laughs> says, we're not worried <laughs> about it. It's homecoming season. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Pandemonium. Wait, wait, Isabella. I saw this. I saw this tweet, and it said, "It said I'm, I'm happy Ooh, I went to HBC really before mm-hmm. it was popular." Isn't that what? crazy, though? Yeah, like, what? like, but, or before it was cool. Like, I'm happy I went to HBCU before it was cool. But let me tell you, yes, I was I like, I know that's right because you know I went a little bit back in the day, and I feel like now, yeah. you know, we getting uh, these HBCUs yeah. getting money from from these from these big businesses and you know before like i've had i've had guidance counselors tell me you know you'd probably be better even off peers i have friends saying the same thing and they're black uh, like know, it's crazy how we don't even have like love for our right. own institutions you know it's like it, mm-hmm. I, i'm just appreciative like you said that people are seeing the value now in hbcus because i think like before it was so like like people didn't really like think about it like no. that or really give it its mm-hmm. due credit. I was definitely the only person from my high school who went to Howard, like, and probably one of the few people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I went to a big public high school. So it's like, wow. I, I think I only know like, one or two people who went to HBCUs along with me. So definitely wasn't a common thing, you know? If anybody tells you not to go to HBCU, tell them to kick rocks so they get cellulitis. That's on facts. You can tell them I said that. Not wishing cellulitis on people. Nah, yo. Like, we got to support our own. Everybody wants us to go outside. But I I, I would love for us to keep the energy at these HBCUs that have built the momentum and have history, tradition, that have created, you know, countless doctors, like entrepreneurs, lawyers, lawyers, chemists. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like NASA, 
engineers, scientists, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like so many representatives across, you know, the so many domains of life. You feel me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no. Let us not totally, forget totally. and neglect our HBCUs. Yeah. Yeah, y'all. Great chat. Great chat. But you know what time it is? It's time to run the list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know it's a little bit of switch up in our typical roles, but you know, I actually had a fun time saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got next on the next episode. You feel me? Heard you. <laughs> so for our preclinical students, running the patient list on the wards allows the team to address pressing matters of the day. In this segment of the show, we'll be discussing some recent events in medicine affecting our communities and the populations we serve. You guys ready to get into it? Absolutely. Let's get it in. Cool, cool, cool. All right, guys. First things first. I know y'all see them shoes that look like some Hot Pockets and some Speedos mixed up in one because I was looking at those shoes this week and I was so confused. Like, what what is going on? Can someone please tell me? Well, we know, we most likely know what brand that is because the only brand that comes out with some, uh, you know, apparel that's questionable has been Kanye's brand uh, Yeezys and you know I'm not going to hold you there's some Yeezys that I like the Yeezy slides are cute Um, I like them I feel like some of the Yeezys like sneakers have been nice but I don't know what's going on with this new loaf loaf shoe that I've been seeing around (laughs) she called it a loaf shoe yeah it's literally like a hot pocket had a baby with a taco and they sold out within minutes so you know i suppose that they are fashion forward i I I guess there is a very foundational sickness in people's minds (laughs) for them to tell that out in so so quick of a time like i'm like yo this man could just like paint his name on a wall and sell that joint for a billy. Like he'll just do anything. Right. It, it, it ain't even about the concept or the art of what he does. Like this man was selling white t-shirts for two hundred dollars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a couple years ago, and people was literally buying them joints. It's like, bro, that's you go to the gym. That joint you can't wear that anymore. He's gonna get sweat stains on it. Like it ain't any different than any other kicks. Oh you know what I'm saying? So it's just amazing how we just like are so entertained and fascinated by Kanye right. or these celebrities and what they put out and how we're just so quick to jump on it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and it probably two, three dollars to make that shoe. Like his come up on that is crazy. You no wonder why he's a billionaire. <laughs> no wonder why he's a billionaire though. Like smart move, bro. Smart move. In the cost of a hot pocket in the cost of a taco. <laughs> Facts. That's a fact. Oh, and we ain't going to talk about where they make them and stuff because, you know, that's Listen, another issue. But no, we can't anyway. laugh at that. No, no. I can't. Yeah, oh well, wait, gosh. you know what else I've heard? Like, one of the craziest things that has come up or come across my timeline. And I don't, well, ladies, y'all got y'all to gotta help me understand. I mean, honestly, get at me in, on Instagram. If, if you are doing this, I need to know. So, apparently, there's a new makeup trend where... Young ladies are making themselves look tired by adding darker eye makeup underneath their eyes. My sis, how does that work? You can take the bags that I have acquired over the last (laughs) two to three months, okay, that I can't get rid of because I'm in a perpetual state of exhaustion. Take the bags. Why do you want to make yourself have bags? Maybe they want to look busy. 
Is it those orange things that the, those like what is what do you call it? the things that you use like say a spa and they put it under? Your, does it look like that? No, like, they what are is taking that? literal makeup, like a darker colored, oh. like almost like an eyeliner or like a some kind of like a smudge, and they're mm-hmm. placing it here and smudging it in, and yeah. their under eyes look dark, like they look they make themselves they look tired. Look tired. Yeah. That's a new it's, trend. It's getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand now. Like oh, we no. really need to, we need to really sit, we uh, people. Let's sit back and start thinking <laughs> before we do these trends. I think we're forgetting to sit back and like reflect on the decisions we make day to day, and that might be what what the issue is. Um, they they yeah. trying to have raccoon eyes, you know, no basilar skull fracture. You feel me? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> how they. I don't Wait, know what's going on with that. Hold up, <laughs> let, let me ask you a question, Albert. How would you? Yeah. So, is that attractive to you? I mean, now granted, now uh, okay, listen. So no. you got a busy chick. There's a chick who's busy grinding. She got bags on her eyes, so you understand that she is grinding, right? She's tired. Yeah. So maybe you cut mm-hmm. her some slack. But you got a chick, and you see her putting on makeup, and she makes herself look tired. What do you do? Again, there's sickness going on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, that's 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 wild to me. Like, like, what is the purpose of that? Because are you trying to make yourself look less attractive or more? Tra- like, I don't understand. So the it has to be less. Of making it has to be less because more what in the tired, world is that? Right. Like, so we're going to clarifying like- questions. That's a, that's where we're going. Clarifying <laughs> questions. So what is yeah, the purpose? Help, help me understand what the purpose of that is. I like that because. Yeah, yeah they, y'all they can email the, us with the answers because we need to know. Maybe we're missing something, guys. I don't know. They changing <laughs> the standards of beauty. You know, at the, at the, that's what it mm. seems like. Like we we mm. going the other way. So, ladies, bring out your bonnets. You know, what I'm saying, <laughs> bring out the raccoon knives. <laughs> bring out the payless shoes. All twitter these bonnets. You, you know what I mean? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. oh, my but those are two examples of some crazy things that have been happening you know fashion wise but on a yeah. more serious note there's been some crazy nonsense happening actual reality wise in regards right. to the border um uh, in terms like in terms of uh i think it was the texas border where <laughs> some uh, people uh reside or from haiti right. trying to enter into the country have been brutalized mm-hmm. and you know attacked and beaten as if they're dogs and the people doing it who have no you know authority to be treating any kind of human being like that i mean what are you guys' thoughts on that situation you know this with this situation i will say you know um i was reading an article and even the u.s envoy to haiti recently quit his job off of this situation mm-hmm. and i saw wow. i don't know if y'all saw there was an actual ig post that they put up from Joe Biden in the early 1990s, and he was talking about Haiti, how essentially it's not it's an island that if it flooded, no one would care about. Like, y'all could y'all could check this joint out. So with that being said, like seeing these images and seeing. Sorry to interrupt you, Alden, but why is he going around then trying to preach? Oh, it's so horrible or we need to stop. And he's he said that the people will pay for this. And now he he doesn't want to. Remember what he said in 1990-something? Come on, you All know, right. he, he's senile, but I ain't enough of, a, of an excuse. And also, you know, these, these it's p- politics, man. You play a role at an initial stage, but that same role you played is not necessarily what you're going to play in the future, right? Right. 
It, you you in terms of his media representation and how he look, he's gonna have to control and handle the situation appropriately. And he got advisors and all that. But it's an unfortunate situation where you have fourteen thousand people that pull up to you know uh, near the gates of America. Most of them are actually not um, coming from Haiti. They're actually coming from Chile and mm. countries in South America and Central America where they've mm. been there after the earthquakes happened in actual Haiti in 2010. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So right. there's people whose kids, they they don't even speak Creole. You know what I'm saying? They speak actual Spanish. You know what I'm saying? Right. For all intents and purposes. So um, with that being said, it, it's just really distasteful that we're not like, we're allowing other demographical groups of people who are seeking asylum to come into America. But when mm. people... You know what I'm saying? When people that are from Haiti or people of color try to seek asylum because there's a lot of countries in South America that they're experiencing the pandemic. There, There's not a lot of jobs. Right. So right. they're trying to come into the country and, you know, help support the economy. And, and it is a little bit of a complex situation. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you see the mishandling of the situation and how certain people are treated a certain way and how the Haitian people are mistreated and misappropriated as to me, they 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 are misappropriated as if they are peasants, as if they are not full human beings. You know, I was reading right. an article and they were talking about this dude. He hasn't been in Haiti for eight, nine years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And mm-hmm. they sending a lot of the people with $50 and uh, uh, back to Haiti. They put them at the port and they give them, uh, you know, like towels and um, uh, toiletries and some non-perishable things that they could eat. But like, what is mm-hmm. that doing for people that they're not trying to go back there? You feel me? Right. They haven't been there for years. So you replanting, you know, you're replanting them from where they at to Haiti. They even took right. a dude that's uh, from Ghana over there. And he's like, yo, I'm not even from like Haiti. You know, they just misplanting right. people and not really thinking of the consequences and how it affects people's lives. So, I mean, I really want right. to know what you guys thoughts on this, but I'm pretty yeah. passionate about this and it's like very disheartening, but I'm not surprised. It's America after all. And you know, yeah, sometimes right. you know what America does. You know, it's crazy. And Isabella said it like they were beating up with whips like dogs. I guarantee you, if somebody's job caught wind of a dog getting beat with a whip, they right. wouldn't have a job the next day. Because that's, that's you know, how we look at dogs as, you know what I'm saying? Like, in right. terms of value of life so to see the images of these cowboys as auntie maxine walk uh walters called them she was on there like these cowboys thank you for reading them auntie um but yeah they it was like as if they were literally herding cattle and what's crazy is the reason that I believe most of them even came here. The U.S. Uh, Department of Homeland Security, um, the, the head of that, Mayorkas, Alejandro Mayorkas, I believe is his name, um, mm-hmm. announced in May an 18-month temporary protective status for Haitians already residing in the U.S. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, probably getting word of that was the reason that a number of them did decide to try to seek asylum here. And to your point, right. Alba, you know, they, numbers of them, their reports, like on CNN, they did interviews. They had been gone from Haiti for years. Mm-hmm. And to right. have to go back to, you know, such harsh conditions. We know that Haiti has been through so much over mm-hmm. the years. Um, and I just think seeing as how we have so many, like, you, the U.S. is a melting pot. When I consider New York or Queens, New York, like I have Facts. five, the five houses on my block, everybody's Haitian, you know? So like, how <laughs> right. dare we? Represent. 
No, yep. seriously. And this is how I grew up. So how dare we, you know, profit off of these people, you know, mm. who bring us their culture, who mm. bring us the most amazing food. They're, you know, they Facts. people work with them and they are hard workers. You know what I'm saying? Like, just what are y'all doing? Like, America, right. the land of the free, the home of the brave. This is mm. not America. Mm. Like, right. But then this is America at the same time. Exactly. Um, right. So that's how I feel about it. You know, it's not it's not right. And then they just got them out of there in a matter. What was it? Hours or like two over a couple course of days, days. hours? Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Ridiculous. That's crazy. I mean, it's it's really it's telling about our country. Right. And I hope and pray that. Yeah, I hope and pray that that situation ends up coming to some sort of a resolution and Biden gets his gets himself together. I don't know who got to wake him up or give him the whatever he takes each morning to be alert, but he got to be on high alert with that situation. So He need a aducatumab. That's what it is, $70,000 uh, Alzheimer's disease drug that has been approved by the FDA. Listen, at this point, it ain't just him. I need the whole Biden administration to get it together. And you know what? This is a a shameless little, I felt a way about this. And then when when Madam VP decides to come on the show, don't y'all be giving people negative false positive COVID tests because you might get called out. But we're not going to talk about that today. I do want to talk about that. Uh, a little bit. I do. I just want to say. I mean, I'm kind of waiting for her to say something, and I feel like she's not really reining in on the situation and talking to it in the way mm. that we expect her to. Um, particularly with understanding that this is a population that you have tried to represent and um, you respect and admire, and, and especially coming from her background, you would think that she would connect to this. And her silence is kind of. It's 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 very uh, again disheartening and it's already dismantling so much that they've kind of stated that they wanted to accomplish in their uh, you know respective political campaigns. So yeah. we see the cap that's going on basically with yeah. politics, right? They say one thing and do another, and everyone has their that's own initiatives and goals. And once they get yeah. into the position of power, you know you can't always trust it their word. Out the window, yeah, yeah. it's so true. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's listen, it's 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 definitely crazy, but you know, we we I like to be on here because we get to talk about all types of things. The positive things are usually my favorite. So you know, we started off positive with the, our little you know opinions about homecoming and what it means to us, and so um, going back to that with you know it being homecoming season. Um, we see that because it's now back to a virtual platform, most people are not really coming back. Um, and even though that's usually the time I feel like towards the end of the year, when we really get to like come back to ourselves, come back to like community, come back to, you know, just, just like recentering ourselves. And I've always associated homecoming to be that. And so, um, pandemic of course is now making it virtual. Um, we know that that's nothing close to the actual in-person thing, but hopefully people will have the chance to still celebrate in their own ways amongst loved ones or other friends. Um, but do you guys think that uh, with a virtual homecoming that there's any way that it can still allow for connection or what do y'all think? Mm, not as much, honestly. When I think of situations and um 
for example, like passings of people you went to school with, for example, like whether it was from COVID, from from anything, there's just nothing like getting in a group of people and hugging and loving on each other to, yeah. you know, in a, like in a sense of. Mm-hmm. in a sense, as a form of healing. Um, right. We fact. lost a lot of people during COVID, whether it was COVID-related or not. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there's something to be said about being on, yeah, oh, you on camera too, but there's there's nothing like being amidst, like, in the presence of your people and seeing a smile. And even if it's right. seeing somebody and it's like, yo, we just lost, we, uh, there's a, a friend of mine, big brother, we lost last year due to cancer. And, you know, he was like the homecoming king. Like, we mm. honestly feel like, what would homecoming be like with, without him? And mm. this would be the first homecoming everybody experiences without him. So I know there would be tears shed, hugs, drinks passed in his honor. Like, how does that mm. occur online? Mm. Um, and I know we're going to touch on the young man, um, Jelani Day, that... Yep unfortunately passed away uh, was found but you know like even in in that case I'll let you speak all of them but like in cases like those like there's a healing that takes place when you're like in the same space with each other I I honestly believe that Uh, you know I'm gonna reiterate what you said Erica like honestly like the virtual space just doesn't do it you know like you could be Mm -hmm. in the crib turning up and listening to music and, you know, doing the thing. But at the end of the day, it's all about social connections and the people that you develop relationships with and, and friendships right. and et cetera with and being able to be present, you know, for the span of human civilization, we've been accustomed to being around each other. And so this pa- pandemic has thwarted what our natural instincts and our natural feelings about how we see people, how we perceive of the world and how we can communicate with each other. It's, it's been truly changed, whether you're, you're an adolescent, whether you're a 10-month-old or you're an 89-year-old. You know what I mean? Right. Like, even, you know, I, I, had a, I had a patient last week while I was on the stroke team, and, um, you know, he was suffering from delirium. And he's like, man, like, this whole time, like, during the whole week, he's like, yo, I'm, I miss my wife. Like, I've been married to her for 71 years. I haven't had the opportunity mm-hmm. to be around her because of this pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. I need to get out of here. And he's at the same time cussing and all of that. So you see just like these little nuances that be happening in people's lives. And it, right. I think this is something that is uh, can, can create permanent damage in our communities and in our livelihoods because it, it's not something that we're naturally used to. And so we have to, you know, figure you know, it's just hard, man. It's, I mean, we got to figure it out at the end of the day with this pandemic. I, I understand that we got to keep ourselves safe, but, you know, to what extent right. and what is the cost that it's going to uh, take, you know, at the end of the day, five, ten years down the line. You know, the research, right. research is already showing that a lot of children that are growing up now, they're having difficulty with reading social cues. And so they're predisposing right. themselves to you know other psychological conditions based off of that right like autism and things of that nature so even one year of not being in school where kids are used to playing and that that is natural for them where they yeah. are and now we're talking about taking kids out of school again is it where we found ourselves in a hard place in regards to um you know the actual you know um homecoming you know, is a hard place where you just want to be out there, but you want to be safe and you want to protect everybody else. But also how about protecting your mental health and your peace that provides positive 
energy and positive good support when you out there so um, it's a trade-off for sure you know it's definitely a trade-off like yeah Yeah. i know some people who also said like yeah they don't think they'd even go to homecoming if the option was a lot because they don't think we're 100 percent out the woods so everyone has different opinions with it you going (laughs) (laughs) i'm going the week after you know i'm I'm messing with you yeah so i'm going but let's just consider it a dc trip we're not gonna call it homecoming let's just call it a (laughs) dc trip (laughs) for all sakes and purposes of this recorded podcast um yeah but uh erica already alluded to this but you know another fellow hbcu alum just like well i don't yeah he was actually an hbcu alum uh, from illinois state university he was a grad student an aspiring doctor jelani day Mm -hmm. he was reported missing um since august 2014 2024 um and then two days after he was reported missing uh or was it two days after or no actually a whole month after he was reporting missing and was now when they actually found his body and so he they said that he was uh two days after his disappearance his car was located an hour north to where he lived with the clothes he had been wearing when he was last seen um there was definitely complaints that he, he his missing situation had gotten way less media attention compared to a white woman named gabby petito um who's also reported missing and, and had her body found as well um and i actually just read through like gabby's case and like it's crazy how like there's like a page on cnn that has like so much details in terms of like every single day what like from the day that basically from even days before that she was reporting missing like reported like when she spoke with her parents the last time she sent a text like all that and they have it in such detail versus with jelani's situation like all i can get is like maybe like a one-page article on just like oh they had like found out that he was missing they he wasn't getting much like media attention the parents were complaining about that and then he they just find his body like a month later so i think i don't know his story gives me um gives me get out vibes in terms of just like another black person missing that no one knows what happened to them and we just like we just turn the page we just like change the channels if it's like nothing versus like say if it's a white person like we're we're locked in we want to know what's going to happen and it's just so sad because there's so many like the list of missing persons is so long and i feel like the list the list of missing black persons is even longer and just the fact that there's little to no closure with all those missing people really concerns me but you know you guys feel free to tell me like where you, what you guys think when you think of like hear something like if, this um if you if anybody has done something to that beautiful black man you know what i mean you you're i don't mean to judge but you going someplace you you going to hell <laughs> and i mean yes. like no, no that's honestly what, like that's you know it's a place bro, I'm like, you are, though. because it's just so saddening this he wanted to be he was an aspiring doctor actually he's in right. graduate school to be a speech pathologist right. and they even said investigation showed that his phone is still missing and they said they found his wallet in a different location than where his vehicle body were found wow so Super foul. i don't you know i'm not a I'm not a detective, but at the same time, it's like, yo, somebody did something to it. It just seems like that in my in my soul yeah. after reading that and just like really doing my research on this. And right. again, mentioning how there's a disparity with how we perceive and view, you know, black people when they're missing versus other people, white people that are missing other people. Like there's not mm-hmm. a lot of obviously media attention on this or media outcry. And right. um, 
honestly, it's up to us to promote this, like, you know, celebrities, like people that got the social media maintenance and the, the social media opportunity to put this word out and make sure that people is aware, like, yo, this is one of us. And his family needs answers at the end of the day. Like they're, you know, this is not cool. But on the other hand, we, we have a, what's his Miss Petito dog. The bounty hunter was pulling up, knocking on doors. Like, yo, we're going to find this man. uh, We're going to find her boyfriend. He, uh, who her boyfriend has been missing for the last, I believe 11, 12 days. So people's right. hopping on there like real quick, and they like like I said, there's outcry about that. But for this young man, like it's just very sad, and just reading this story of like what he could the potential. I hate seeing that where somebody has so much potential and then something happens to them, and he could have been you know somebody that was revolutionary or transcendental in the field of speech pathology or whatever he wanted to accomplish at yeah. the end of the day. So the onus is really on us, you know, to, you know, really put the word out and really uh, support his family and allow them to have the resources to feel comforted and supported. And, you know, obviously there's a mental health aspect that we also got to also navigate and talk about with his family. And, you know, this is very disastrous. You know, somebody that, you know, didn't commit crimes was, a, you know, upstanding citizen in the world and even and, if he wasn't still would have you know, been disastrous still yeah, would have been that's just true equally that's a fact horribly. that's a fact yeah you know i mean yeah so rest in peace to the king man and i hope they find if some if there is foul play i hope they find who did this you know what i mean yeah yeah, it's crazy. Um, I've seen reports about this syndrome, missing white woman syndrome. Yep. Yep. Um, which, you know, at first it's kind of like, ha, ha, ha. But then you actually realize, like, wait, no, this is actually something that this actually happens. You know, because mm-hmm. I remember I have friends in my inbox like, girl, follow this story. It's just, it screams foul play. And I was like, where do y'all, where y'all finding this? And it's blasted everywhere but to your points earlier you know uh young uh jelani day was missing for how long and you know i saw a report uh, yeah i saw um it was a like a a news report like just a regular late night news um and his mother was being interviewed and the anchor was like you know i'm really sorry that it, this is not getting the coverage that it should have been getting all along. Right. And it just, it makes you wonder like, what, what do you have to go through in order to get that type of coverage for somebody that you love, care about, that doesn't show this typical behavior, you know, a missing, per- missing persons report is not enough. And yeah, this is just yeah. what we face on, yeah. on the regular. It happens all the time, and there's and the scary part is that there's still people who have been missing for months, and they have no idea. Like no one's done anything about mm-hmm. it, and it, it's it's sad to to hear, you know. And well, once again, our country and its many many issues. Um, just on that note, because it sounds like a lot of the things we're talking about is more so <laughs> abnormalities right. versus things that are going right. <laughs> um, wow. But our good sis, Nicki Minaj, I don't know, man. You're a good I sis. Know. <laughs> I don't know. I may have to, you know, when it comes to Nicki, it's like, I don't even care to hear about what she's doing. Fact. Like outside of her music, because I'm afraid of what I'm going to hear. <laughs> so 
she's one of those people i just i don't even pay attention like i'm just like oh she brought she released this new album cute and like i don't care to know her husband i don't care to know she, i heard she got a baby too like that's just not yeah, she does. you know like there's so many things that's changed i think since i've like since i was hip to nikki and like just her coming out as an artist and i feel like now she's like a family woman now and everything like that but there's even some abnormalities in her situation being a family woman that is worth discussing here um one being i mean i think the most public thing was her husband right being like the sex offender a registered sex offender yeah we're gonna talk about what that is and then um this covid vaccination scandal in terms of saying that like that her cousin's friend's balls (laughs) and I were student doctors, so I would say genitals um, swelled after receiving the COVID vaccine. So that she claimed that um, that man had a hydro seal or varicose seal, whatever that joint is called. <laughs> whatever. It's Honestly, not related to benign. As much time as this deserves, it really doesn't. This was like, like <laughs> ma'am. Right. That's we, a I'm fact. So, I'm so tired of these people who ain't got they, and it, yes, I'm biting this off of what I've seen, so y'all don't have to tell me, oh, she got that from somewhere. Not y'all, but like the listeners, mm-hmm. just in case. Right. But for people who received their science test handed down back in elementary, <laughs> junior high, and high school, I am tired of y'all trying to tell me what to do, how to do it with my health. I really am. I'm and what's going on and with the, the body. Ones- I'm tired. And the ones who had three teachers in their classroom. Like, huh? You think you have the thoughts you have are credible? Nah, because (laughs) I only have one teacher in my classroom. That's a fact. I'm tired. I'm tired. And then, but the biggest thing with this story was, right, okay, allegedly, and, Mm -hmm. you know, her friend, her cousin's friend in Trinidad, so now we're shining all of this light on Trinidad, and they like, "Uh uh-uh, no, (laughs) we don't accept this information. Um, Right. Like, so apparently had some swelling, other things after receiving this COVID vaccination, but it seems to be... um, overshadowing the fact that her husband was recently arrested for not registering as a sex offender um Mm -hmm. and this is yeah this is uh 20 years later after um one of i don't know how many there were hopefully you know not a lot but a a lady named jennifer ho came out um Mm -hmm. I hope that's the correct pronunciation. I apologize if it's not. Um, Did an interview in terms of this assault that took place years ago and how um, Miss Nicki Minaj has been calling her, harassing her, and pretty much trying to get her. I don't know if it's to stay quiet as much as to just let it go, but she's tired and this information came out. So it was like perfect timing. Let me say something crazy, Mm -hmm. perhaps. I don't know. Or it was just a crazy situation overall. Either way. Yeah. Either way, it's just crazy. I still don't get it either. (laughs) It's, we just have, sorry, Alden, go ahead. Nah, it's all good. And I was just going to say, just going back real quick to Nikki in terms of what she said, even Dr. Fauci, the great Dr. Fauci, who has created the Fauci effect. But anyway, um, she he has dismissed the claims about the impotence. He said, like, basically, like, we can't blame Nikki Minaj, but we kind of could. But she needs to really think twice about putting information out there that has no basis. I mean, she literally has 22.6 million 
Twitter followers. You feel me? Right. And they and Twitter deactivated her. Once she put that up, it's like, oh, that's misinformation. You can't be saying stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because you know, majority of those followers are not do not have a scientific background. They so don't. They're gonna eat up whatever she says. Like right. that's just dangerous. Because to um, some people, she is God. Like literally, like people right. will jump off a bridge for Nicki Minaj. You know what I mean? Right. At the end of the day. Right. So. Like All with the that Barbies, being team Barbies, shoot right. deep. When it was when it was that kid versus Nikki beef, man, the right. team Barbies came out. So I don't know. But I wish yeah. when things like this happen, like these celebrities like consult a doc like why don't you get on an IG live or do an interview with a doctor before you put out information right. like that I understand that it's very anecdotal at the end of the day because we know when we talk about human humans like people, we we could create a story. We could or we could we could address the fact that like we he may have testicular information or whatever the case may be, but we may just assume that's due to the vaccine. Just due to like right. it's arbitrary. Like he got the vaccine three weeks ago, but you know, he's just attributing it to that. But it could have been just a natural process Anything. course. Right. And he could have already had the testicular swelling, but it just, right. you know, just happened to for him to just notice it at the end of the day. Right. So with that being said, like I wish that more celebrities like they took the opportunity to like, yo, you got enough doctors you talk to. So just reach out to one of us and let's have a real conversation before you put out all this information. You know what I mean? Like, yo, like, yeah, this vaccine's terrible. Woo 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 and all that. This is the problem though, when it's all of these No, it's really all of I this is what I've decided. I might be wrong. But everybody has an opinion. And at right. the end of the day, none of these opinions matter. That's a like, That's what it is. And it, you, have, you have a bunch of people tossing their opinions with the most audacious, unmitigated gall. And, right. you know, nobody, I'm sorry, I'm exhausted. I'm Can y'all tell? And, you know, everybody <laughs> wants to be an expert, but nobody wants to put in the time, the research. And, you know, respect right. to the people that do and who make decisions based on their, you know, their own research. I really don't know how much research one can do without being mm-hmm. in this space, mm-hmm. meaning like the, the healthcare space where you've learned body processes, disease processes, inflammatory processes uh, immune fun. responses like and I, I think people just think oh it's a vitamin it's a this it's a that yes we yeah. know I'm sorry I'm on a soapbox but I'm exhausted I'm tired of these folks Go for it, baby do it like yes we know eastern <laughs> medicine works right we know right. like herbs and and teas we 100%. know they work we do yes. but right. obviously there's something that's not working well enough to keep mm-hmm. COVID yeah. from happening, y'all. So right. you know, when you say, Oh, I'm I, the vaccine, it doesn't it, it doesn't keep you from getting COVID. We know that. We knew that. <laughs> like right. you mean how long you been getting vaccinated uh, as a child? Like did, did y'all's mothers not y'all, but like did people's family members not get them vaccinated as children? I'm, I'm sure saying. a majority you of didn't these go to people, school then. Right. You stayed your home. You stayed home. Exactly. Yep. And no It's just so much yeah. like I just wish people would think for a second. And, you know, I know there's a mistrust in the government and the government is just it's it's shooting itself in the foot. People are continuing not to trust the government. We have conspiracy yeah. theorists everywhere. And, you know, it's it's just it's tiring. It's crazy, bro. Because yeah. I want life to get back to somewhat normal. Like, I'm over it. That's a fact. And that's why they need us. And, you know, that, yo, that's why I tell, like, if you from the hood or, like, if you from an area where there's mistrust, like, pull back out there. Like, 
offer your advice, your expertise. If you're a physician, medical student, like don't be afraid to put yourself there in that position where people, they know you so they can connect to the realness and the transparency that you possess about what's going on. But we got to put ourselves there so that we can communicate that. And I think we can transform this dynamic, especially in black communities in regards to, you know, not necessarily wanting to take the vaccine. You know, like one of my boys called me the other day, two hour conversation. Had another boy call me. We had a one hour conversation about the vaccine. You know, and I followed up with them. I was like, well, how's everything? Told them it's that 60% of people, they get secondary symptoms from getting a vaccine. Like I like reassured them because reality is like, if you don't know about it, if you don't research it yourself, you know what I mean? Like you're not necessarily going to be in tune what's going what's going hear, on and you need an you expert. You can receive to put everything. You right. You can receive you, know? you can receive everything that people tell you about it when you don't have your own basis in research and that's exactly. that's important. So she, she got to be careful. Right. She needs to also, she regardless she needs to be careful as soon as Let's she married careful, that guy. Man. Like I don't even know where Woo! she's in the goal to be out here. Right. We, Saying whatever. Right, like, <laughs> as, and we know it's not, you know, her husband, a sexual offender, R. Kelly, another example of a sexual offender. He was found guilty on all, all counts of sexual assault. Um, you know, we, I knew he, that was going to happen, but I think that, like, we're all, we were all kind of questioning is this going to be another one of those things where if you're powerful, you have money, you can just get away with it scot free? Um, but thankfully, he was found guilty on everything. Um, now, because he's so black. Also, no fun like what because he's what because he's black i didn't think it would go this isn't like a harvey weinstein oh i got you okay yeah yeah, i I wasn't i knew i knew like oh yeah but he's not innocent though he's not innocent that's what i want to put okay he absolutely should have suffered uh, for every charge and or been charged for all of his counts. Um, yeah. And honestly. he was charged something with racketeering. Y'all told me that means that's mad random business. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but okay, maybe it has something to do with his his sexual assault business. I don't know he what that means. Yeah, he, he put in he he hired and probably putting people to work to to get that bread. Like you know what I'm saying, like telling right. people like you do this and that. If you don't, then you got to pay up <laughs> type of thing. Right. I don't know the yeah. exact situation, but. Guilty on one count of racketeering, eight counts of violating the Man Act, which prohibits transporting individuals across state lines for the purpose of prostitution. That's so, disgusting. That's like, disgusting, man. Yeah. He, he deserves this. I can't, you can't, I mean, it's just very unfortunate how you could be at the pinnacle of success in, uh, in, the, in, in black culture and then just fall so low and stoop so low. And granted, yeah. we know R. Kelly has had in his history, you know, a lot of trauma and whether it was, you know, being molested, you know, by his older sister and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, other members in his family, whatever the case may be. Trauma. Yeah. That's why we got to fix it. We got to stop the, you got to stop the plug. You you got to stop it. Right. You know, but it doesn't, it doesn't make it any less worse or better that he experienced that. You feel me? But at the end of the day, I feel like it's something like you said that we got to address early on and that we got to assess what traumas we have in ourselves and be able to communicate that, see a therapist, see, you know, connect with ways in which we can internalize that in a healthy way. Right. Instead of externalizing it. Where it's like we're doing the same thing that we experience. 
And I see right. it like this. We are what we experience. So if you're experiencing that trauma, then you will unfortunately do that same trauma to someone else, people, potentially. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And some people, they deal with trauma differently, right? Somebody see their boy get shot and one person's going to be like, all right, yo, I'm shooting everybody up. Like, what's up? Or another person's going to be like, I'm depressed. Or another person's going to be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to hurt myself. Yeah, so, you, bring up, you bring up a good point though in terms of healing like so we right. see what can happen when you don't heal and then you right. have a situation with like Jenny Jenny Jeannie May and Jeannie Jeannie, May, yeah. right um mm-hmm. so Jeannie May turns out pregnant and I mean, I mean they're married so that's fine right at this age mm-hmm. who cares but <laughs> she initially didn't want to have children right. with her previous husband and um it was a major point of contention in her previous relationship, but in an interview that she recently did about, you know, her being married and actually having being pregnant, like they went through therapy and found almost like love in a hopeless place. Rihanna plug. Um, mm-hmm. And the healing turned out to be something beautiful. So all right. that's, I mean, really it, it can unhealed traumas can really block your blessings right look here i'm saying no that's a great example to bring up i mean what that's literally the polar opposite Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. situations so that was a great example and you know we um i'm so happy for Jeannie may and the fact that she's getting to experience this new chapter in her life you know and especially for another woman because you know women we go through a lot so whenever we get something good happening to us i gotta give give us our flowers um but another you know situation that typically affects women is breast cancer and this October is breast cancer awareness month. So we do need to, um, talk about that and, you know, uh, being aware about all of the women who are affected by this horrible, horrible, um, disease. And so according to breastcancer.org and breast cancer prevention partners, about one in eight women, um, will develop invasive breast cancer over the course of her lifetime. It also has the highest mortality rate of any cancer in women between the ages of 20 and 59. Um, so those are just two facts out of many facts, um, especially for black women. Um, breast cancer is actually more common mm-hmm. um, in black women compared to white women um, mm-hmm. in women under 45. And black women are more likely to die of breast cancer. So yeah, yeah. that's so especially for now people of our community, the stakes are even higher right and so it's definitely something worth discussing and um, look at that age range crazy 20 like age 20 and i don't know about y'all but i can think of people in my age range that have suffered uh some have lost their lives um some have battled really really hard for years i mean like like years and it's it's crazy. It's getting younger and younger. Right. Yeah, I mean, and that's why prevention is key, as we mentioned. Um, you know, just being able to follow up with your physicians and allow them to provide recommendations and based right. off of your family history, but also based off of your diet, your environment. You know, um, there's there are certain criteria that predisposes people to have an increased rate of breast cancer. And so with that being said, you know, um, you know, creating that communication and dismantling that barrier between healthcare providers and uh, the actual community. Oftentimes we see, like, I know, unfortunately, a lot of people in the community, they're like, oh, I'm not seeing my doctor. And then they miss that, you know, chance to be like, let me discuss what's going on. And then the doctor's like, huh, light bulb. Like, all right, so you got a family history. Oh, do, 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 do you do this and that? Like, all right, yo, we're going to have to get you a mammogram, ASAP Rocky, you know, so we can right. check on you. So 
putting the pieces together and putting that puzzle so that we can, you know, formulate the best way to combat health disparities like this. We got to be out there. We got to make sure that we, you know, we're talking about this and we make this a presence. Even if you're not a OBGYN or even if you're not a family practitioner, if you see a patient, a black patient, or if you see a patient that is suffering from health disparities, being aware of these kind of things, like, hey, me as a you know future and you know neuropsychiatrist it's it's not out of my way to say hey like have you gotten your mammogram you know what i'm saying because you could have you know metastatic lesions you know what i'm saying that could go up to your brain i mean it's not necessarily common from the breast but still you have to think about the person you know from a wholesome perspective right one small thing could lead to bigger things and spread out and cause disastrous effects right hypertension can cause you to have kidney failure that could mm-hmm. cause you to have, you know, cardiac issues. And then that could cause you to have, you know, peripheral artery disease and atherosclerosis, all that, you know. So just being mindful of how we can be total, uh, you know, healthcare physicians and healthcare professionals in this space, especially for our communities, is like mm-hmm. 100%. And just because you yeah. get a mammogram, don't think that that's like a test for the older. Like, oh, yeah, young, there's other tests. Younger yeah. women in general, I, you know, I think younger women sometimes just kind of say, oh, mammogram, my mother got that when she was whatever age. But younger women mm-hmm. and younger African American women in oh, particular, yeah. we are more likely to present with the triple negative subtype of the disease, which yes. is Very more true. aggressive and more highly associated with mortality. So, yep. like, do those self uh, breast check exams when you're in the shower, ladies and and gentlemen. Um, right. But definitely, ladies, like, get that done. You know, that's right. that is one of the first things that can alert you. Like, hey, something's going on. And there, right. there are organizations that we're we're going to discuss that are really doing important work with regards to Black women and with breast cancer. Um, one is the Sisterhood Network, which is a national African-American breast cancer survivorship organization that's committed to increasing local and national attention to the devastating impact that breast cancer has had in the African-American community. I think that's dope mm-hmm. that we yeah. have organization, organizations like it. these. That's amazing. It. And there's yeah. more, you know, there's Sister by Choice, there's African-American Breast Cancer Alliance. So there are, you know active there's activity occurring to make light of the disparities that are occurring in the black community when it comes to breast cancer and so we definitely have to support these organizations as best as we can to get the word out and so that's um, to all the women who may be dealing with this or maybe anyone out there who has loved ones who could be dealing with this you know just know that we at the lounge you know we're here for you we support you and we're you know sending all of our love and hope that you guys can get through that difficult time because we know how tragic it can be yeah. um yeah yeah shout out and to y'all man 100 percent can we also you know, oh, go ahead. oh sorry now i was gonna say like just um you know all the women that have been devastated with breast cancer you know um we we appreciate you and we stand in solidarity with the challenges you face because we know breast cancer could be very devastating and, you know, take away so many aspects of a woman's livelihood. And so with mm-hmm. that being said, being, being able to be on this platform and promote awareness, education, and understanding about why it's necessary for Black women and just women in general to be in tune with their bodies and what's going on, it's a beautiful thing. And never be ashamed to address this issue. Never be ashamed whenever you see your, your, your physician to ask some questions about what's a mammogram or, you know, how can I get this diagnosed or what are my predisposing factors or how can I address this issue where 
you know, I can move forward in a positive way in my life and not really, you know, uh, have negative circumstances from this. So uh, we, we, we celebrate y'all for real. Yeah. I was going to say, can we also uh, kind of mention about how, persons of color can participate in clinical trials um, mm, yeah. to help support yeah. organizations and yes. breast cancer research out, you know, it's okay for you to, to participate in these trials. They're here to help and to help yeah. people in the future. And one specifically right. the metastatic breast cancer project where uh, they utilize patient and clinical data as well as genomic data from tumor tissue, blood and saliva hmm. to generate a genomic and clinical landscape of the disease that will help to inform future research. So your suffering now could actually help somebody in the future. Uh, so I right. hope people consider, you know, getting that information out there. It's definitely valuable and right. can help save a life in the future. Yeah. I, I, I'm always down to encourage more people of facts. color, specifically black people to participate in clinical trials. I know there's the medical mistrust. I know we're afraid to agree to sometimes things like this because we don't know how our bodies are going to be utilized. But I do think that it's, you know, the, yeah. it's there. The lack of black people participating in cr clinical trials is very apparent and it's there for good reason, you know, um, for good reason. But I think that we, sh we can possibly do our own research and try our best to move forward in a way that we're comfortable in order to help the next generation of other people who look like us who could be suffering from such a debilitating disease. So, um, yeah, thank you, Erica, for pointing that out. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, I think all we got from on the list, we probably gonna move it on, move it on, move it on to Aldi. Um, and yeah, with the financial segment, Cause you know you got you know this money, this money, honey. we 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 getting this money, we getting this bag. But you know it's it's the financial corner because we outside on the corner, but we getting this bag in a very legal way. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but on this topic, you know, I wanted to stress the importance of. I know that we study so much, right? And we spend so much time, you know, learning so much about medicine. And I always mm -hmm. talk about this, but if we studied as hard as we did for medicine, as we did for our finances, we wouldn't be stuck with these corporations trying to take advantage of us. At this point in time, the average credit card debt in America stands at $6,270. So if that you did, right. it's, mm. oh, that's from personal experience or? Oh, yeah, not now. Not playing. I'm messing with you. I'm very open and honest about my struggles. There right. was a time where that yeah. was me and then some. Yeah. Yes. Nah, nah, I feel that. But Absolutely. Honestly, and then financial illiteracy has cost Americans $415 billion in 2020. So you imagine, you know, like how much influence finances have over our daily lives, right? From right. our light bill to our investments, to our estate, to our opportunities to build more wealth. And with that being said, oftentimes, you know, we neglect this aspect and we get stressed over it. Like people every day, they go to work, they work, they work, they work, they put in these hours, but never realize that the hours you put it in don't necessarily translate to the long term generational wealth sure that don't. you want to see. And in right. order to do that, my my tip today is put yourself in a position you are the average of the six people that you spend the most time with. So think about the six people you spend the most time with. If you if you hanging around with hustlers, you're going to probably be a hustler. 
You know what I mean? If you hanging around gangbangers, then you're probably going to be a gangbanger. If you hanging around Bill Gates and entrepreneurs, then that's what your trajectory is going to be like. And I feel like networking is part of this process. If you're not there to receive the knowledge, if you're not there to be fruitful, look at the way the mentality is, right? 50 Cent, when he met Pop Smoke, he was amazed because when Pop Smoke was in the room, he was writing down like he was on he was on a phone and Pop Smoke was just like, you know, on his thumbs, like, boo, 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 like, like just typing stuff. And 50 was like, yo, bro, like, why is he just typing? Like, he's mad disrespectful. But come to find out, he was on a notes app writing everything 50 was saying about being wow. transcend transcendent and being generationally wealthy. You know what I mean? Right. And with that being said, like, I want you guys to focus on, of course, your academics, but also focus on being where you can learn, where you can educate yourself, listen to podcasts, read books. Like, even if you read 10, 15 minutes of a book a day, that is necessary, you know, in order for you to acknowledge the growth that you can have from a financial uh, perspective. I recommend okay. Earn Your Leisure podcast where they, it's like a plethora of information. I mean, like they, mm. they have Shaq on there, Rick Ross, like building businesses and building entrepreneurship uh, is so important, especially for our communities where we lack the dearth of knowledge. If you don't seek it, then you won't know it. And if you won't know it, then you won't acknowledge it. You feel me? Right. So with that being said, I want you guys, like one of my tips is put yourself in a position to be financially literate. Find somebody that knows something more than you and keep them in your circle. Because if you don't keep them in your circle, then you're going to be squared in. And if you squared in, then you won't know what opportunities and what you could accomplish and what is out there for you at the end of the day. You know what I mean? So I hope Isabella and Erica, I, I hope y'all feel in. Like y'all could like create a circle, you know what I mean? Of like, course, not I, I'm, I'm totally. I agree with that completely. I do think that you are your company, right? Like yeah. you could be completely different from your group of friends, but if you're associated with them and they see you moving with them, someone's gonna assume just based on looking at you that yeah. oh y'all are all the same, right? So right. it's something about the company you keep, and so I think that definitely translates to even money and no. you know resources. If you're if you're keeping company who aligns with your goals and aligns with your visions and naturally you're only going to come closer to those goals and those visions so i think that that's all that's that's the bulk of honestly i think financial success and just even social social opportunities and just getting to whatever quote unquote your bag is right. um it, your company will definitely influence that quite heavily and so mm -hmm. i'm totally right. in, in accordance with that yeah, I I love the idea of financial planning. Um, yes. At this med school level, in fact, I would like to because I I'm a part of Region Four for the culture, and I would like to announce mm -hmm. we're having a financial planning workshop actually, oh, and it's nice. going to be held October fifth um, at six thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There is a Zoom link registration, but you can That's follow nice. yeah um, you can follow Region Four on Instagram uh, Region Four mm -hmm. SNMA. So if you hey. see that, like sign up because um, there is so right. much that we need to learn about budgeting, relocation planning for residency. Like that's the stuff that right. <laughs> that nobody prepares you for. Um, right. I've seen so many posts from people transitioning into residency from last cycle where they were like, listen, save your money, people, because they don't tell you how much it's going to cost when you're waiting on that first paycheck four months right. you know right. um 
So even if it's rationing out your your student loans or if it's finding a lucrative side hustle, I don't know what we're, we're, we really can do. In basic sciences, I feel like I can't do nothing but sleep, eat, and read my yeah. slides. But and you know, add anything else is like, oh, yeah. you're, you're killing yourself. Yeah. But even, I mean, if you're listening and you can think of some things, connect with us right into the show. We would love to hear ideas. Um, yeah. Our resident financial financial guru here. He, come, he comes with the heat. He out here but, with properties. Uh, yeah. with, you know, he's talking about starting a tour over. You know, all we can't keep up. We can't keep up. But it's all hey, right. Hey, yo, we go, we we gonna do it together too. Like, I invite y'all to join me. I invite anybody that listens to the podcast. Like, let's talk business. Like, let's stop talking about how many chicks we could get, or let's stop talking about how many clubs we going to, or like how many trips we going on. How about we talk about how many businesses we created in medical school, or how many books we sold. Mm-hmm writing them joints together, you know what I mean? Or how many cars we bought and put it and rented out on Toro or whatever. You know what I mean? Like let's let's talk about branding and and upgrowth together. Cause I feel like everybody we do this thing on an individual basis, right? But I think anybody that's winning, like think about Bill Gates, think about like Kanye, all these people, they never win without a team. You know what I mean? Mm. They got people that are not celebrities that you don't know about, but that's in the background, that's working on right. a marketing, that's working on them their software, that's 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 working on, you know, their intellectual rights and properties. Like they got people right. behind them that's working on specific aspects. So I think if we could t- target all our strengths and work together for a common goal of building wealth, like the sky's the limit, especially we as medical students, we have the power to do this. It's just a mm-hmm. matter of having the intent and having the initiative to say, this is important to me. Instead yeah, of going through this process and being like, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to make more, like a lot of money, bro. You're going to be working a hundred hour weeks. Like that's not making money. Yeah, making true. money is what we doing right now is doing what you love and sitting here and collecting that check. Which I feel like there we collecting the check, you know what I'm saying? It's not a direct check, but shout out to sponsors. <laughs> like, if you're trying to sponsor this, like, bring the check. Okay, but we get, sponsors. Yeah, 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 I mean, we're yeah, looking you know, for the sponsors. Shameless plug. I love that. Right. Sponsors. Looking for sponsors. No. Seriously. <laughs> and before we end, you know. Yes, 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 yes. Although, again, Two years in a row now. We can't be together for homecoming. Um, just, I know. Take, whether you went to HBC, HBCU or not, right? Um, like, love is love. Um, take Back. some time yeah. to reflect, reminisce, bring yourself some joy, bring others joy, and mm-hmm. take care of yourself because we we're really in tumultuous and unprecedented times. Um, It hit me when Alden said, like, these children are growing up and starting to manifest symptoms of some of these psychological disorders that we learn about in school. And it's like they're not even given a fighting chance and it it has nothing to do with them. Um, And, you know, I can only imagine... Yes, the children are affected, but, you know, we're affected, too. Some of us are still online for school. Um, It's just things are different, and change can sometimes be really, really hard, but it can change can become a beautiful thing, so just take it in and, you know, remember your mental health always. 
we at the lounge we support you guys and we hope you're taking the time to decompress because we know especially if you're in medicine as well we know how rough it can be we were just talking not too long ago before uh this recording started that you know it's rough but you know um (laughs) going through this process but we we were made to make it through and we have to make it through to be representation for our patients who look just like us and who are depending on us to treat them so Thank you guys so much. And that is our show. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of The Lounge. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts about the discussion we had today by emailing us at podcast at snma.org. Don't be shy. We waiting for you. Be sure to follow the SNMA on all our social media platforms to stay up to date on upcoming events. We will see you next month. Bye, guys.